Welcome to the Gen Z Stoic Podcast, where every week we strive to lead younger generations on a path to virtue through the insight of Stoic teachings and personal stories from our lives as Gen Z Stoics. Welcome to this week's episode of the Gen Z Stoic Podcast. Because it's Thanksgiving, one of my favorite holidays, this week we're going to be doing an episode on what we are grateful for. It's something that um, is key to being both a Stoic and key to the Thanksgiving holiday, which is why I like it so much. I'll start off with a quote, which I also used in a previous episode where we did a deep dive on gratitude. If you haven't checked that out, you should check that out already. But Marcus Cicero says that gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but it is the parent of all others. And to be truly virtuous, you have to start with being grateful for what you have. And that means both the bad things and the good things. Have anything that happens to you, you have to come to terms with and find a way to be grateful for it. And so there's no better time of year for us to sit down and through the podcast, talk about what we are grateful for. Thanksgiving has just recently passed. Uh, we all got to spend quality time with our friends, with our family, uh, whether it was different locations. Some people went home, some people stayed around. And I agree. I think Thanksgiving, the idea of celebrating and being grateful with the people that you love is honestly one of the best things. And that's one of, you know, that's what life is all about, right? Is being grateful and being around the people that love you and support you. It's, it's great. And you get to eat a ton of food and it, there's essentially nothing bad about Thanksgiving except for, I don't know, stuffing. I'm not a huge stuffing guy, but overall it's pretty good. Um, I'd also like to introduce a quote. And like you said, we, discuss gratitude in uh, season one, episode 18. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, be sure to go listen. Um, the quote I would like to choose is an Epictetus quote. I did not mention this in the episode, but it is that he is a wise man who does not grieve for the things which he has not, but rejoices for those which he has. And so it's more of the idea. Uh, there's another quote that's about being poor. It's not about um, having too little, but it's about wanting more. So as long as you're content with what you have, you're not actually poor, right? Because you have everything that you want. If you're not constantly desiring more, then if you're happy with what you have, then you can learn to be grateful for what you have and you don't take things for granted as easily. I think especially it's very interesting that we are choosing to discuss being thankful especially around this time, because now is the time where, you know, the holidays are approaching, people are stressed out, people are, you know, slammed with finals, things just get very fast paced at the end of the year. And we often forget um, how to appreciate the simple things that we do have. So it's very, uh, it's time timing that we're talking about this now. It's also interesting that we kind of we have this concept of Thanksgiving as like the day of giving thanks, but then in America, we sandwich it with like Cyber Monday and Black Friday and this kind of consumerism and this idea of like sit down and kind of take stock of what's going great in your life and what you have to be thankful for kind of gets swept under the rug. Like you said, it gets kind of fast paced. It gets kind of stressful um, for many people. They have multiple places they have to go for Thanksgiving, multiple family dinners. And so they're bouncing from one place to the next. And then, you know, whether you're at school, you kind of have that Thanksgiving break and then boom, you're in final season or you're at work and you just get a few days off and you're kind of boom, right back to the workplace. You don't really get the full amount of time to step back and be thankful. And I certainly haven't. And so that's why I'm grateful, first of all, just to have this podcast, have this space to be able to kind of express my thoughts, um, at least around philosophy, express my thoughts and kind of, you know, just vent about some societal issues I have. And for this week, I haven't really had the time. I haven't made the time to be fully thankful 
for everything that's going on around me. And now I get, you know, 30, 40 minutes through this podcast to do that. And so that's the first thing I'm grateful for is this podcast and this platform is that I feel like we're doing some important work. We're doing what we feel is right in terms of spreading this kind of stoic message, this message of, hey, check out philosophy, check out, you know, this ancient school of wisdom to see if you can find purpose within your life. You know, we have it on our website. Our generation seems to lack purpose. And so what we're trying to do here is build a platform that has that message of whatever you do, do something with purpose. You know, we're not going to judge you for what you do as long as it's purposeful and it has some meaning because that makes you stand out from our generation. And so to be able to have that platform, share that message with hundreds, thousands of people and just, you know, be able to do this week after week, especially with one of, with probably my best friend, it's something I'm extremely grateful for. It's, it's great that we have this opportunity and it's something that I don't definitely don't take for granted is I'm very grateful every week. It's very healthy for me to get things off my chest through this podcast. It's very healthy for me to spread this message that I truly believe in to such a big platform and to share these experiences with such an important person. To me, it's just something that, you know, I don't take for granted and something I'm very thankful for. Well, I'm flattered because I'll tell you the exact same thing. This podcast has probably been the best thing that's happened to me this year. Um, we, we've known each other for a little while. We've had, advisory back in high school is where we sort of started everything and then we just at the beginning of the year when we came together and just started this everything has been you know it's been a process but going through it with you has especially been rewarding simply because I'm not in it by myself and it's nice to know that there are two that we're very connected in a lot of ways and it's ultimately just fostered a more meaningful relationship that we have and it's like you said I I'm not taking any of this for granted because even on some days on some weekends where I'm like I'm pretty tired I don't really feel like podcasting as soon as we get to talking I'm reminded why we do this you know there's not always going to be days where we want to do it but you're you're absolutely right it's been it's been a great experience and we're very fortunate and I'm very grateful that we've had the ability and the privilege um to use this space as our platform um, we when we were interviewed earlier this year by the newspaper at our high school, they asked us sort of why we were doing this. And I specifically remember both of us just said we want to just make the world a better place through our message. That was it. And so ha having the ability to do that, I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, more so about the episode or about gratitude in general, I would say, uh, going back to what you were saying, I think it's interesting that gratitude has ties to so many other virtues using the quote that you said you know gratitude is sort of the foundation right for all the other virtues and if you look on our website we have an episode about patience and i've sort of noticed recently that patience and gratitude go hand in hand because the moment i become impatient and i become hectic and i really stop focusing on uh slowing down and taking my time with things i also become less grateful because i'm more focused on having a cluttered headspace which is very unhealthy at times, but so if you can practice gratitude, then like you said, all these other virtues are going to follow. Patience is going to follow. Um, specifically this week, I've been impatient with certain people, just certain conversations. That's just how it's been. Everything is stressful. And so when stress builds up, it's easier to snap um, because you're not really letting it out throughout the week. And it kind of just builds up and builds up. And eventually you just let it go or you let it out on someone unintentionally. But what what I have been doing this week, and I I, I know you are a journaler as well, but uh, journaling and talking myself through it is 
a great way to practice gratitude. Even if you're not writing down what you're thankful for, you and you're still just meditating on certain things throughout the day, at least you're still talking to yourself and then reflecting on your reflection, I guess you can be grateful for what you do have once you actually get the words out on the page. Oftentimes, my first reflection is pretty messy. It's pretty jumbled. It's not really organized. But then it's the reflection that comes after my journal where I'm like, wow, that really helped. I'm really grateful that I have the a X, Y, and Z, right? And it doesn't take it doesn't take any journaling for me to remember the big things that I'm grateful for, right? Like I'm grateful for this podcast, for my family, for good health, for a roof over my head to live in a safe country, et cetera. But it's the little things that we often do take for granted that we need to be more grateful for in times where we sort of push them under the rug and forget and try to move on. Like you were saying, especially this year, at this time of year, right? It's work, it's finals, we're, we're stressed. Black Friday, that, that was a really interesting point because it's almost pushing the opposite effect. Like it's Thanksgiving, but you should be less grateful for what you have and want all this stuff because it's for a good price, right? It's like a very uh, interesting thing to be juxtaposed with each other. But it's. It, I just thought that was a good point that you brought up. And I was going to mention um, before you brought it up, the small things. That's also something that I think we kind of sweep under the rug is, you know, it's such a blessing to just be able to have a family, to have close friends, to have the ability to put like a Thanksgiving meal on the table. And I think that's one of the biggest things about gratitude for me is so often in today's society, especially in America, I know we have a lot of foreign listeners, so this is a very American perspective. But in America, we take such little things for granted, right? The ability to be safe, you know, to live in a peaceful, for the most part, a peaceful country, the ability to put food on the table. Um, we both come from privileged backgrounds and the fact that we don't have to worry about that. And there are many people who do have to worry about that. And I think that practicing gratitude is kind of one of the most, you know, like leveler things in that regard in terms of you gain that value of perspective because you never underappreciate the very small things. And that's something that I've really put in focus this week is I'm extremely grateful that I was able to go to a family member's house, that I was able to enjoy kind of the loving embrace of family, especially with a rough college semester and, you know, going through some things that are not that great. I'm very grateful to just have that basic aspect of family. And you mentioned journaling. One thing that I will add kind of in conjunction with journaling is take what you journal and apply it outside of that journal book. Go tell somebody in your family that you love them and you're very thankful for them. Or a friend, if you don't have somebody in your family who you think that like that you're that grateful for, a friend maybe. But choose somebody who you are able to truly express your gratitude towards. Not because, you know, it's some kind of self-rewarding thing, but because it makes them feel better. It makes that person's day. And if you can go make that person's day, then that's that's a great thing for you. That's a great thing to do with your day, to go out there and you know make some positive change and you know make that person happy for a day, because you don't know their situation and maybe they need it. And so that's something that I was really able to do this week, and I'm grateful for that opportunity. Is that you know when we take these small things for granted, when they get taken away from us, we're shocked and we don't know how to handle, right? If put yourself in that position, you know, if you're somebody who's lucky enough to, you know, you have a full family that loves you, you have a bunch of friends, you have that ability to put food on the table, a roof over your head. Imagine like half of those things are taken away. You'd be shocked, like you'd be devastated. And so one of the ways that, you know, ancient Stoics dealt with that is going and actually living like that. Both Seneca and Cato 
both did those things where they would go and live in poverty for a few days out of the month, out of the year, so that they weren't surprised if they were in that situation, so they knew to be able to deal. That's not really, you know, applicable. That's not really feasible for today's generation. So my modern equivalent to that is just be grateful for those things. And don't let them, you know, kind of get swept under the rug. Don't let them go unnoticed. Acknowledge them and acknowledge that you're grateful that, you know, you have these basic life necessities and that you have a family and friends that provide for you, you know, socially, monetarily, with the basic necessities for life. Just be grateful for those things and express that gratitude, not only through like journaling and keeping it to yourself, but outwardly, externally by, you know, just kind of acknowledging that you're thankful for the food or, you know, telling a family member that you really love them and that you're grateful for them. Even if it's after Thanksgiving now, that gesture still goes a long way. It doesn't have to be something that's like part of a holiday. And that's that's one of my issues with like all holidays is that we kind of build up this kind of phenomenon that we have to do all these things on one day, that one day is earmarked for, you know, giving thanks or one day is earmarked if we're talking about like valentine's day for example one day is earmarked to you know shower your romantic partner and all these gifts and all this affection instead of just earmarking one day for that practice it throughout the year become a practicing person of gratitude and like you said you know patience follows other things fall like a virtuous life follows if you continually practice gratitude because you have that perspective and kind of less of an arrogance of somebody who's like uh, you know, I take all these basic things for granted and they're not grateful for the food that they have on the table, the roof over their head, you know, the car that they drive. They're not grateful for any of those things. You gain such a perspective over that person if you're able to just practice that simple gratitude. I thought it was interesting that you brought up Cato because we actually haven't mentioned him very often in this podcast. So I thought it was interesting you brought it up. There's two points I want to cover. One's about Cato and one is about the small things. But the first thing with Cato is it's interesting because when you sort of dive into who he was as a stoic he was regarded and i'm quoting um i'm quoting this from the medium but that he was more of a practitioner of stoicism as opposed to a writer or a teacher and that idea is exceptional with gratitude right it's it's far better to be a practitioner of gratitude than a teacher or you know a writer of gratitude it's far better to lead by example and lead with gratitude than just talk about it and just preach it instead of actually doing it so it was interesting that you brought him up because I haven't heard that name in a while because we don't, we usually have our three, right? Epictetus, Seneca, and Marcus Aurelius. So it was good to expand outward to him. But with the small things, I would like to say, I, it's funny that we have certain days throughout the year, like holidays, right? Oh, this is the one day of the year to be grateful, or this is the one day to celebrate our country's independence, blah, blah, blah. We have many. If we are, like you said, if we're constantly living in a state where every single day we're expressing this gratitude for whatever it may be, whether it's we're grateful to live in a country that's free or we're grateful to have our family and friends, whatever it is. If you're constantly practicing that life changes for you in two ways. One, it becomes a lot more simple because when you're constantly wanting more, the world seems a lot more complex. And with the, you know, consumerism trends of today, it's very easy to want more always and always and always because everything's being pushed out to you. Oh, you should get this, get the latest deal with this, try this new product, blah, blah, blah. If you're just content with what you have, life is very simple and it's not chaotic. It's a, it's far less chaotic. I'm not saying that that will bring you complete peace, but when you're, when you only focus on what you do have and you're not constantly being envious of others or being greedy, then life becomes a lot more simple and it's a lot more peaceful to live knowing that you're satisfied with what you have. 
And the second way that it changes is you become overall a happier person. And I've noticed this when I'm around individuals who are not happy. It it I feed off of it. I, I, we feed off energy as human beings, right? We feed off our environments. Our environments essentially sculpt us, which is why surround putting yourself in such a healthy environment is so important. So if you're an unhappy person and you're putting out this negative energy into the world, you're going to get it back. I believe very much in the concept of Ouroboros. And if you don't know what that is, it's essentially described in a picture. It's a snake eating its own tail in a full circle. And the idea of Ouroboros is that what goes around comes around. So what you put out is what you're going to get back. So if you're putting out negative energy, you're going to get negative energy back. And this, is, this isn't necessarily a stoic concept, but I believe that it could certainly be applied. As we've talked about, you know, stoics believe that if you are putting out, if you're a force for good in the world, then you're going to live virtuously and good things are going to happen to you. So it's a similar idea with negativity as well. If you're only putting out negative, you know, words and negative thoughts out into the world well you're only going to perceive the world as a negative place it ultimately starts with your mind and how you're seeing it so when you're grateful you become a happier person and you start putting out gratitude you start putting out joy you start inspiring others when you lead through example and ultimately that's how the world becomes a better place if everybody is grateful for what they have then we can all live you know harmoniously grateful for what we have we're all happy we're all very thankful we're all very understanding and self-aware that's also a big thing is it, people who often aren't grateful or lacking self-awareness. Um, if you are not self-aware, you're going to just, you're simply not going to be aware that you're ungrateful and that you're unhappy. So having that conversation with yourself, maybe I need to slow down, talk to myself, look at what I do have, look at the good, and then move forward after that. Well, and it's interesting, the juxtaposition between like, you know, bad experiences and good experiences. It's something I've thought a lot about this week as well, is that, I, I'm very grateful for kind of like the life experiences that I've gone through. I think that's something that's kind of another like oversimplification thing. People just kind of like take that for granted. But I think that it's important that you're equally thankful for like good times as you are bad times. Because in, in my mindset, you are thankful for good times because those serve as like joyous memories. They serve as moments you can kind of recall for, you know, moments of strength, moments of happiness, moments where you're truly content. With kind of your place in life and then you also are thankful for bad times because those serve equally important things as lessons they serve as lessons that you learn from that you have improved upon that you have to be grateful for because they've shaped you into the person you are today and so i think that those are both equally important and so we have this kind of emphasis in thanksgiving of like obviously be thankful for your family your friends like all these good things and we are we both obviously are but it's also you need to be thankful for the bad things that are going on as well because the bad things are currently, you know, teaching you to have more strength, to learn these lessons, to improve yourself. And again, as Stoics, we always emphasize, you know, be a progressive person, be somebody who is always getting better. And you can't get better if everything is just a constant, you know, like everything's going great. I'm riding high in the sky, like nothing's going wrong. You can't improve that way. So in, to be able to improve, you have to endure a struggle. You have to go through problems. And so a basic stoic tenet here is be thankful for those problems. Be thankful for that opportunity because you are getting the opportunity currently to improve. And so, like I said, I, I mentioned I'm struggling with college, like college is kind of kicking my butt right now. And it hasn't been great for my mental health either, but I'm still grateful for that experience because it's teaching me how to be even more resilient. 
it's teaching me to improve my strength of character and to still be kind of sending this message and trying to improve other people's lives while I'm still struggling. It's teaching me all of these things that I'm grateful for. And so, you know, you kind of get this mindset and I'm not trying to like hype myself up here or anything. There's certainly moments where I've struggled in college. There's certainly moments where I am not grateful. But what I'm saying here is you can either face the choice of like this difficult college thing. You can either face the choice to say, oh, this sucks. Like I hate it here. Like I, I give up or, you know, like just complain about it 24 seven, you know, call your parents and say, you know, this is just not working out for me. Or you can kind of put your, your head down and say, you know, I'm just going to work through it and I'm going to be proud of myself for working through it and whatever happens happens. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to become even more resilient. There's two paths here. And, you know, I've kind of struggled with my path along the way. And part of this Thanksgiving holiday, this Thanksgiving break, taking a step back from school has given me this perspective to, you know, choose the right path, choose the path that says, I'm just going to get through this. And that's, I think the power of gratitude right there is when you become grateful for not only the good things going on in your life, but the bad things as well, you kind of not master, but gain further control of what Stokes called the dichotomy of control. The things that you can't control, you just kind of get through, you don't worry about, you don't complain about. Things you can control, you fix. And again, as one of the, the core stoic tenets, that dichotomy of control and that ability to be a progressive person, gratitude, it seems like, is the key to both of those things. And that's why it's so important to talk about. And I think a key concept going along with that is the idea of amorphity, loving your fate. Um, we recently had, you know, we're very grateful for our fans, our audience. We've um, had Mr. Dino Medici, great guy, has been engaging with us recently. And so kind of in conjunction with like season two, our idea of season two, we're going to, if you want to engage with us, we're going to bring your comments onto the podcast. Um, in our most recent episode, he commented about David Goggins, I got a dog at home. He's never full speech and how it relates to this idea of amorphity. Um, we talked a lot about Goggins last week. We'll talk about him again this week. Um, the speech is about how, you know, he has a dog at home. He keeps feeding it. It's never full. It's never satisfied. And it's kind of this metaphor, right? That even as you achieve your goals, you kind of achieve what you want to set out in life. You're never satisfied and you keep working. And I think if we kind of, we can kind of tie this into both amorphity and gratitude very easily with the idea that being thankful for the things that you have accomplished, but never satisfied. And that's because you love your fate and you want your fate to be the best possible outcome it can be. And if you want it to be the best possible outcome, you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to stop and say this is good enough because it's not the best. And so that relates both to, you know, kind of the 101% principle we talked about this week and the ability to give thanks. Because both of these are important perspectives that you can put together to combine yourself to push through things. Because if you give thanks for like these bad experiences, if you kind of get knocked on off your feet throughout this journey and you're struggling but you give thanks for those bad experiences and you have that kind of motivation to keep pushing because like like i said when you get knocked on your feet you can say that's good enough and stop there or you can keep pushing and so if we take this kind of goggin speech that you know mentions and we combine it with the ability to be grateful for that struggle then you have that mindset you have that mindset of just getting through things and that's something that I've really thought about this week is just that kind of being grateful, being grateful for the bad things that are happening, being grateful for the struggle. Because without the struggle, you couldn't realize that you're never satisfied. You couldn't realize that you need to give more and you couldn't really love your fate because you'd always be content 
and you would never really push yourself. You said that if we can learn to be grateful for the failures, that means that we have the opportunity to grow at all, because if we're not failing, we're not going to be growing. So understanding that failed uh, failure is part of the growth process allows us to be grateful that we have the opportunity to build ourselves up in the first place. And we have an episode on failure. Um, we've talked about it in many, many episodes, but we do have one specific episode on failure that if you would like to go back and listen to that, you should. But we do acknowledge that in the moment, it's very hard to see the good when you are in the midst of failing very hard and you're just falling and falling and falling down. And it seems like there's no hope. It's very hard to see the good, but always in retrospect, will you understand and you will be grateful even just like a day later or a few hours later, um, what, what this, what that moment did for you. And you can be grateful that you had the opportunity to experience it because you have to be willing to take the good with the bad. Very, very common stoic belief. Second, yes, on our YouTube. Thank you, Dino, for your engagement. And we we have enjoyed seeing your uh, appreciation of this podcast. And there was another comment before, I believe it was two videos before. Moro, uh, this was on our first unscripted episode. Moreover, just talking about how uh, he appreciates, you know, younger, younger adults speaking out on topics like these. And so we want to say we appreciate it. We are, you know, we're thrilled to see new engagement and that people are enjoying what we're putting out. So it is certainly an honorable mention for today's episode is, uh, is Dino and his engagement. But yes, we did talk about Goggins last week, going back to what you were saying. And the idea of, like you said, right, never being satisfied and a more fatigued, loving your fate. How can we connect those uh, both with gratitude? Well, one, if you're loving your fate, that means you're grateful for the good and bad, right? And if you're satisfied, if you're never satisfied, that means you're thankful for the opportunity to grow and both tie together because gratitude is the common ground. That's how you can relate both. There's a fine line between, you know, all being greedy and never being satisfied, right? Those are two different things when you're greedy for material things or you just want results. But if you're never satisfied because you enjoy the process and you're grateful for the opportunity to grow, there's two different ways to look at that, right? And if you look at it from the approach, the approach of gratitude, you're more likely to go further. And I thought it was interesting. One of the things you said reminded me of this idea of, um, it's called a hedonic treadmill or um, hedonic like adaptation. And Basically, so you were saying the you take the good and the bad, right? And so you're going through life on a straight line. You're going to go ups and downs, right? That's basically what the hedonic treadmill looks like. It's, and it says that, um, in dumbing it down, that through the good and the bad, the positive or negative events that we go through in life, we're always going to return to this pretty stable level of happiness, right? So once we get you know super happy, we'll always come back down to where we were. Once we get super low, we'll always get back up to where we used to be. And so that sort of helps helps us understand what gratitude can look like, right? That even when we're at the highest highs or the lowest lows of our life, we can always find that medium and that will always be gratitude. Gratitude will always allow us to return you know, to that flow, that steady flow state that feels good and that makes other people around us feel good. One last thing that I would like to add that I'm grateful for is that I'm very grateful, very thankful that we kind of live in an age now that we've grown up of an age where it's very easy to be educated. That's something I'm um, extremely grateful for, is that we often take for granted the fact that we have, our generation Gen Z has grown up with the internet and with, you know, nightly news on the TV 
and you know you have your apple news on your phone we live in an era that it's so easy to be educated if you want to learn something about really any topic you just have to get your phone get your computer look it up and google an article and boom you become educated about that topic and it's something that i think we really take for granted something that's been made very easy by the digital age something that i'm very grateful for is that we have that true ability to just be educated in an unparalleled sense in history is that, you know, if you want information, it's two clicks away, it's five seconds away. If you want to be educated on a topic, it takes very, very minimal effort. Take, for example, the Stoic philosophy that we've truly gotten into. There are free copies of Seneca's works, of Marcus Aurelius's works, of Epictetus's works, of many, many works of very many famous philosophers that are available for free on the internet. You go to your local library and they have a lot more philosophical works that are absolutely free for you to rent out and read. That's how I got started in this Stoic philosophy, is that we live in this era of just being able to be educated almost instantly if you put in effort, put in the work, and kind of use your resources wisely. And that's something that I'm very grateful for, is it seems like we're in an unparalleled time when it comes to that, where we can be educated just like that, just in kind of the snap of a finger, where previous generations had to work a little bit more for it. And it's something that I think we kind of take for granted and aren't fully using as a generation. And that's why I wanted to point it out as kind of my last comment for today's episode is that we live in this era of such quick information. Please utilize it. And, you know, the more you utilize it, the more you'll hopefully come to my perspective of being very truly grateful for it because you'll realize that, you know, you become a very intelligent person for it. You become a very informed person for it. And the more informed, the more intelligent, the more educated you are, the more, you know, kind of valuable you are to society, the more perspective you gain and the more you live like a virtuous being. And so that's the last point I want to make in today's episode is that we live in kind of this informational age. You know, we live in an era of many, many, many podcasts, podcasts like our own podcasts, like the Daily Stoic, many, many books, many, many internet articles, many news stories, many news channels. You have so many resources at your disposal. So utilize them wisely and be very grateful for the fact that, you know, you have all of these resources available to you just at the touch of a button. That's a, that's a fantastic point to bring up. Uh, the one last thing that I would like to add with that is also having the ability for the most part to, to speak what we believe in, right? It sort of goes hand in hand, right? Not only do we have the ability to access all this information at once, but we then have the ability to follow to follow up to that by being able to put out what we believe in, right? We have the ability to speak. We have the ability to push our message out for the most part. Now, some people push out a message and get canceled usually because it's pretty extreme. It's a different point than what I'm trying to make. I'm, I'm thankful that we have had the ability, A, like, like you said, to find this information, to be immersed in you know this plethora of history on the internet from two clicks away. And also... That is, that's a perk of social media, right? Is you can gain perspectives. So I know we have hated on social media a lot in the past, but it's not all bad because without social media, we wouldn't be able to air this podcast. So there's there's pros and cons to social media, but ultimately I'm adding on to your point by saying that I'm thankful that we have had the ability to do this and to speak our truth and to speak our message and put that out into the world. And it will be there in the digital realm forever. Our digital footprint lasts forever. So there will always be a mark in history of this podcast and our message that we're putting out. So with that, 
Um, this has been season two, episode 12, I believe, of the Gen Z Stoic podcast. And we have talked about what we are thankful for, sort of following up on gratitude. If you haven't already, be sure to engage with our YouTube and check out our website, genzstoic.com, for more information about us and about who we are and about the podcast. And with that, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. I have been your co-host, Mateo. And I've been your co-host, Ren. Be sure on YouTube, we're going to leave a comment. Tell us what you're thankful for. And, you know, if not us, go tell somebody who you are thankful for that you're thankful for them and make their day. Because we here at the Gen Z Stoic like creating positive change. And so if you don't engage with us, engage with somebody and create positive change in your world. And this has been all for the Gen Z Stoic. Thank you for listening as always.